You're listening to a production of Swanson Media. Hey everybody, welcome to Sullen Radio. This is Joe Swanson. I'd like to give a shout out to my sponsors, Sullen Clothing, Kingpin Tattoo Supply, Inky's Tattoo Products, Blackfly's Eyewear. At the end of the show, I will have some promo codes for you guys um, to get some discounts and free shit. So check that out. If you've heard of Facebook, get at me on there. I post every episode of the show each week on Facebook, and it is an easy place to share the episodes. If you like what you're hearing, share them with your friends. That's facebook.com forward slash Sullen Radio. Hit up sullenradio.com. You can submit questions directly to me there. I'm also into the recipes like I've been asking for, guys, workouts. Any questions you guys have, you can submit them through sullenradio.com. Finally, you can email me if you're interested in getting a tattoo appointment. And you can also come see me at Ink and Iron Tattoo Festival, uh, June 12th through the 14th. I will be chilling in the Sullen Clothing booth all weekend. So come and hang out, and uh, I'd appreciate some high fives and meeting some of you folks that listen and follow the show. So thanks, everyone, for listening to Sullen Radio. I'm Joe Swanson, and this is my talk with artist Rolf Nonweiler. This is Sullen Radio with Joe Swanson, the premier art-driven podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Joe Swanson. Uh, I'd like to welcome to the show this uh, week, tattooer Rolf Nonweiler. How you doing, man? Fine. Thank you. Thank you for having me in the show. Uh, it's it's my pleasure, man. I, I'm I'm super stoked. You know, like I we talked about a little bit before we started recording. I, I'm I'm excited about your work. It's it's one of it's. I would call it the hyper-realistic work. And I think it stems from, well, obviously it stems from your your history. And I want to go into that first before we even get to tattooing. I want to talk about these paintings that you, um, there's a couple of them on Instagram. They're yeah. super tiny, hyper-realistic. It's it's insane, man. How did you get into making these these pieces? Yeah, the, I was, um, when I was 16, I think I got in contact with a guy and uh, he was airbrushing. And uh, my teacher at that time, she gave me, uh, uh, yes, it was, uh, I think it was an exhibition of his work at that time. And I went there and I was, uh, he was really inspired by um, H.R. Geiger, the, the guy who made Alien and everything. And I was so amazed by all the, the, the shadings and tiny details and everything. So for me, it was, uh, it was so impressive that I think it took me maybe four or five weeks because I had some money on, 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 on the site. So I bought an airbrush and I bought a compressor and everything. And I started and I bought everything. I bought magazines. I bought, uh, every kind of books that I could, could, could use for developing the technique. Mm-hmm. And then um, I saw a guy named Drew Blair, and he made something. Yes, it's it's, it's called hyperrealism. It was um, about painting, yes, stuff for Star Trek and everything. So I and I was I was thinking which way should I go? And I said, okay, when I do, for example, a lot of people in Germany at that time they they made hyperrealistic portraits but in, in an over-natural size. And I mean that's bigger than the normal head size. And I was thinking, hmm, it's interesting, but it's, so, it's more easy to achieve some, some uh, effects but because it's bigger. So if you, I make the pores, it's easier because the pores are bigger than normal. And I said, let's do it smaller. And I, I, I started with uh, one portrait and it was maybe in, in, in centimeters, maybe eight centimeters high. And I, I had to develop a technique that uh, brings all the details, but in a smaller size. So I, I, I kept on doing, I, 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 I bought erasers, I sharpened the erasers, I used blades, I used... Uh, tattoo needles, single needles to, to scratch the hair and everything. So um, I, 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 I built my own technique and it was really interesting for me because I, I used lenses, I used magnifying glasses and everything. So, and 
I tried everything, even by, you know, I don't know the English word, but I, th I think it's la la latex, latex, mm -hmm. it's like, sure. yes. And I tried to make stems to make the, the skin structure and I used toothpickers and everything. And uh, I think it took me two or three years to develop a special technique that I was happy with. And uh, yes, then I could achieve certain effects that made it look I, I wanted to look it like a like a photo that was my goal because when when for example you see an oil painting and I'm really impressed by all the old oil painters even in the modern ones but I wanted to look flat and there there should be no structure in it it should be flat look looking like a photo and I I, I tried to to um, to put my my technique in this way that I don't have a build up of color. I wanted to 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 stay flat. That if the people take it in their hand, they say, "Well, maybe it's a photo, but it isn't." So it was hard, but it took me a couple of years. But I think it. I'm still working on it, but uh, you can do it every day. So it was was cool. So, and I tried to be smaller and smaller and smaller, and I get an. Um, I got a, I think it was, yes, it was Mike DeFries and he made me the contact with Dirk Morrison and he made this pin-sized book, pin-sized paintings book. And I was, wow, that's a, a huge goal because then uh, that was the time when I started tattooing and I had a contact with Mike DeFries and Dirk Morrison and I, 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 I said, wow, let's do it. Let's do this small portrait. And uh, I bought um, a microscope. <laughs> And I, I used the microscope to make the, the painting. So uh, when I looked onto the painting under the microscope, the, the pencil was like 50 centimeters big under the microscope. So it was hard, but I, I like to, to, make, to make it small, you know. So that's, that's how it happened, you know. Wow, it's amazing. I wonder, um, you know, as you were developing, you were essentially developing new techniques to, to allow yourself to paint this small. Was there anybody else doing anything like this, that, uh, of this caliber this and this size? I, I, I think there was a lot of, there were, there are a lot of, lot of uh, artists that did it in, in the medieval or whenever they, they, they made some on, on ivory, when they painted some really small portraits. And I was in Dresden with uh, Randy Engelhardt and he showed us around in all the museums. And there was, I was so impressed by all the, because they didn't have the, the possibility to, to use a, a magnifying, maybe they used a magnifying glass, I don't know, but they didn't have a microscope. So uh, when I see something like this, I'm always pushed forward to, to do it more and more tinier and better. And so when I, when I see working guys, like there is a, I don't know the name of the guy, he's painting in oil, but what I, I want to, to improve myself. And, uh, I, I think there are some guys painting on, on rice corns and everything, but, I, I want to be happy with my technique. I want to say, okay, this is how I handle it. Uh, this guy handle it, uh, handles it like this. And he uses, for example, I'm, I'm really impressed by people using oil because I'm, I'm not so familiar with oil. I can use it, but I'm not a specialist. So uh, because a lot of people when I started or when I was around 20, there was a problem for, for example, if you use an airbrush, it's not something like an art because it's something new, it's modern, you spray and it's something like graffiti and I, but I use the airbrush just as a tool. I, I don't use it mainly or I do everything with the airbrush because uh, there are a lot of people that, um, for example, use only the airbrush because if you use something else, it's not airbrush because uh, I think it's it's important to have certain tools that help you achieve a certain impression or a certain uh, result. Uh, as a, and and I think this is yes, I, I like to 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 use everything that's in the 
in the in the cupboard or when I see something and I can use it for uh, achieving to, to achieve a, a certain uh, uh, impression or a certain detail I, I use it so I think it's 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 nice you know yeah there's a there's definitely a balance between um, you know seeking out the information to that other people are doing and using that but then developing your own techniques as well yeah. You know, with yes. within respect to doing art, and um, you know, it's it's exciting to see that stuff, man. You know, and then to you know take it from a tattooing standpoint and and see the work that you're doing right now with with uh, with your tattoos. Um, talk about your um, how you got introduced to tattooing, and and it must have been um, exciting for you in the beginning having connection with guys like Mike DeVries and and Derb yeah. Morrison these guys that are really really knowledgeable about this stuff and about yeah. the craft and and all aspects of it so talk about that first beginning for you and how that you made that transition from from painting or being a fine artist to to tattooing yeah yeah when I uh, I, I, I was talking about this I think uh, three weeks ago when I when I did an interview um, because when I started tattooing, it was crazy. Because um, I, when I started tattooing, not not started tattooing, I, I got in contact with tattooing the first time when my wife said, um, after being together for one year, we we get married. And after I think half a year, my wife said to me, "Let's do a tattoo. You will tattoo my name, and I will tattoo your name." And I said, "Hmm." What can I do now? If I don't do it, maybe she will run away. And if I do it, what will happen? So I said, okay, let's do it. And um, it was crazy because I I was ah, tattooing only sailors. I, I be, I'm, I'm honest. I, I said only sailors and, 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 and guys from the jail, they are tattooed. And I was, because I come from a, Yes, really strict home, and I, I had this impression of tattooing, you know. And I, I, we, we, we designed our tattoo by ourselves, and it was a tiny heart with uh, our name, and it was, uh, yes, really, really small. And we went to the tattoo artist, and we got the tattoo, and I was, uh, uh, I was, uh, it was hard for me, but I got this tattoo, and after that, I didn't have any contact with tattooing for a lot of years and then i switched the um, the city that i that i come from because i had um i had a good offer for a job and i was studying in cologne i was studying media design and uh, i was working in a shop that sells that that yeah they still sell um airbrush articles and everything airbrush stuff and paints special paints for cars and a guy came in and he had long hair and he had um, um, uh, camouflage trousers, high-tech shoes and he had those sweatbands around his arm and uh, he had this vest from Special Forces and I was, wow, who's this guy? And I was, mm, okay, let's see. And he opened his mouth and I was thinking, wow, that's crazy. This is a really cool guy. And we were talking about two or three minutes. And I was thinking, wow, this guy is amazing. It's an amazing guy. And uh, I found out that um, um, he was an engineer. He was an engineer. I think he was an, he still, he's, he's an engineer for cars or whatever, for machine building. And uh, he was, he was buying some airbrush articles and I, I found out that um, he was, uh, he had a tattoo shop in the city that I lived and uh, he, we were talking and talking and talking and he said to me, oh, let's come, uh, come around and, and just hang around and have a beer and I went there. I went there one day a week, two days a week and just sat there and had a beer. I, I looked over his shoulder and uh, yes I was was impressed what he did and how he handled the machines he soldered his needles and everything and I was it was crazy for me and I went there I think two or three times a week when I had the time 
And uh, I think after three or four months, he at that time he had a really, really special girlfriend. And she was really straight because this guy always wanted to 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 test new uh, characters of his girlfriend and at that time he had uh, he had a girlfriend uh, and she was really strict and he wanted to um, yeah to test that and he was sitting there and he had his rubber clothes already on his hand he had the stencil on the forearm on on a huge guy he was a truck driver and uh, he got a phone call and he had the, the his cell phone or uh, always in um in a plastic bag so he put he put out the plastic bag and he went he went smaller and smaller and smaller and i knew exactly who was on the other side of the phone his new girlfriend and then he looked at me and he said ralph and i said yes and he said today you will do your first tattoo because i have to leave i have to feed the dogs yes and he took off his rubber cloths and he stood up he said to the guy this guy will do your tattoo and he this guy he was a huge truck driver and he said can you do it and i said yes i i think so yeah and i yeah and uh tom was the the name of the guy the owner of the shop and he said i will prepare you the machines that the needles are hanging out only that far or that wide that um, you don't don't uh, destroy the skin and he uh, set up the machines for me and three three hours later he came back and i had i think half or not more than half of the tattoo i i i was i had finished so and he said okay finish it and he did some touch-ups on, on certain spots and that was my first my first first tattoo ever Wow. It was a crazy wow. story, and uh, after that, I did one to two more in that shop, uh, just for uh, a friend of my of my wife, and uh, then we went to our city that I, uh, that I was born. We went back. It's uh, around four hundred kilometers away from from the city where the shop was, and I didn't have contact uh, with tattooing for a lot of years. And yeah, that's how it started. It was my first contact with tattooing. So, wow. So, you, uh, at what point, how far into those conversations with this guy over beers, you were going yeah. to the shop a, a day or two days a week. Um, yeah. how far into that did you like start becoming curious and being like, okay, this is something maybe that would interest me? Um, and did the conversation shift then? How much did you guys get into the talk of tattooing, you know, yeah. before you that? time came where he pops up and goes yeah. to feed the dogs <laughs> um for me it was it was because for me i i still it's it's always like that uh, i see it as a big honor to do because i was airbrushing i was painting before but when i'm when i'm thinking of that people are walking around with my picture under their skin it for me it's it's a big honor and uh, uh that was my goal to be to be a tattoo a tattoo artist that yes i i can put my my portraits or whatever uh, realistic stuff under their skin and they will walk around their whole life with my painting under their skin and we talked a lot about that and this guy is is a big role model for me because he's still uh, we we talked. I think two weeks ago we 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 still have contact, even if it's a long time ago that I lived there. But um, he's still my master because he showed me that there is some some tattoo artist's honor. For example, he told me if you have a master, you know, and you you make you open your own shop, there is a circle around the area that your master has his shop around 100 kilometers you don't open the shop in that area and he yes he he gave me some some a big he made a big influence mm -hmm. how how the the tattoo scene is and how i should behave into this tattoo world you know and today i think um, i'm 40 now 
but today I think it's so easy to they they a lot of people they go into a shop they they start tattooing and they don't care about everything they they say okay show me oh that's how it ha how it's done I will open my shop uh, two streets away from your shop I don't care about you thank you for giving me the the information and they 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 open a shop and they don't care and I think this is for me still a really big thing that I always have in mind what he, this guy said to me that uh, it's it's an honor to to do what we do and that the people trust us that they say it's my skin that I will give you and and I I feel responsible for what I'm doing and I think this is one of the most important thing that 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 keeps me going you know how long ago was that? when did, how long have you been tattooing um I think um in the big uh, on the first of May this year, it's um, I opened the shop five years, so it's it's a little more than five years because of uh, before I was tattooing, uh, did the tattoo at Tom and did one or two or three tattoos. Uh, yes, I, I did one tattoo maybe every four weeks, you know. So, and then I a lot of people in the area that I live it's really small and everybody knows each other so it was uh, yes maybe easier for me to to start tattooing because they knew me for airbrushing and painting and they said oh he can paint so he should be able to do a tattoo too so they trusted me so it was easier maybe for me to to start yeah. you know it's interesting that you say you say that that they assume because isn't that the way that the you know people that aren't familiar with tattooing as much they assume that hey if he's good at art he can be good at he should be good at tattooing yeah. and it's not necessarily the case that you know you can be good at one thing and there was a learning curve with tattooing I'm sure for you and and uh, the art background definitely helped but the, yeah. the the part of tattooing it is difficult and there isn't that but there is that thought that hey well if he's good at art he's good at he can be good at tattooing and i think that that is a big responsibility if you are tattooing man you should be working on your art because people expect that of you you yeah. know you should you should have your foundation set you know and and continually try to grow and and yeah. learn you know for sure yeah I see it. Yes, it's. It's. I think it's. It's like that. But the the problem at the moment is we have four four children now, and and my time is so so small to paint, and there is a lot of things happening at the moment. Uh, I because I'm I'm a, I'm a one man show. I have uh, one apprentice, and that's it. I don't have a big shop, and I don't want to have a big shop uh, because. I think if um, if I have too much people working in my shop, there are too much characters to to handle, and uh, I don't want that. I just want to be on my own or with my apprentice. I, I like this guy, and I, he has a good heart. And for me, it's really important because I think what I feel about tattooing or the tattooing business is that there is a lot of making money and they have a big watch and a big car and a lot of people and I hate that because I'm a family guy I I just want to have time with my family and I, I could imagine that um, maybe if uh, I have uh, some employees or yes maybe a shop manager there would be more and more time less for my family. So I, I say, okay, I do one to two a day. I do mainly portraits. And uh, after that, I, I work for five, uh, six, seven hours a day. And then I go home and uh, be with my family because uh, for me, this is important. And I want to, to have fun. I still want to have fun. I, I don't want to, of course, it's my job, but I'm, when I was airbrushing, my problem was that it was, I, I, I said when, when, when we came back to this, to our country, to, to our uh, city, I said I will never 
use airbrushing or painting as a profession to earn money because maybe if I do this, I will lose my happiness to paint and to create and everything. And I don't want to lose this with tattooing too. I want to be happy. I want to every day, I, I want to have a new goal. I want to use maybe some different setup with the needles. I want to thicker or smaller needles or I just want to have a challenge every day. Of course you have a challenge. You have different skin, you have different customers and but I want to be happy. I just want to to have this goal that I have with with painting because if I see it only as a job, I, I think I will switch. I, I want to have fun, you know? And I could imagine that if I will lose uh, my happiness while I'm tattooing or with tattooing, I will switch. I will work in the bakery or whatever. But I, I just want to have fun, and I want—I don't want to lose it, you know. Yeah. I think right now in in tattooing yes. is an exciting. I mean, I've, I say it all the time. It's an exciting time to be in tattooing because there is so much available to us as artists and we can continually push ourselves and learn and there's innovations every day, every month, you know, there's opportunities every day, every month to, to, to push yourself and keep things fresh and exciting. And, you know, um, it seems that you've kind of done that from the beginning, you know, get yourself around people that are, you know, like-minded and, um, how, how has it been, um, you know, recently it's. I, w- I want to get your take on this uh, the the Photoshop thing because you took some you took a little controversy about people. You tell the whole story about you know I'm not as familiar with it, but yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, an exciting it's an exciting time. But there's there comes with it you know a, a management of this stuff you know like Instagram and you know yeah. the way that you put yourself out there so. Um, talk a little bit about what what happened. I think it's something that a lot of people are are throwing around. This Photoshop yeah. is it photoshopped? Is it not photoshopped? Type yes. of thing. Yes, yes. Um, I was. Um, how can I? How can I start? When I I want when I do something, what whatever it is, I want to do it as good as I can. You know, and I try to push every button that I can to be as good as I can be. So when I started tattooing, I had a lot of help. I was lucky to get in contact with Alex Depaze and uh, with uh, Matteo Pasqualin and uh, with Stigma, with all the the names that helped me and that made it so uh, so much more easy for me to to have informations and everything. And I I was. I had this this background from painting and from from airbrushing and everything, and I wanted to do all the details that I did with uh, with the airbrush or with erasing and and scratching and, and everything. And I I I started yes mainly with the, with portraits, and I I was thinking i'm still thinking i have to push the contrast i have to make it black i may i have to have a a really black area beside a a really white area and i i wanted to i i still i use single needles i use free liners to make the pores and everything and there was one incident that i was taking a photo and i think that's and there is there are a lot of tattoo artists that do it and I think it's okay for example if you take a photo of your of your tattoo and I was I was thinking oh my god how do they they do the photos and I bought everything I bought a big camera I bought a small camera and I wrote to Gabe Ripley from Tattoo Now and I I said can you please ask Bob Tyrell what he uses to make his photos. And he wrote, and it, it, I think it took five minutes, and there was a, there came a, a message, he uses his iPhone 4S. And the first thing that I did was ordering an iPhone 4S. And that made such a big difference in my, 
in, in, in my photos that uh, it was crazy because I, I, there, it made it more smooth and everything. And I think today it's really important to, uh, yes, to, to, to know how to handle taking the photos and, and for example, to hold your hand over uh, the, the, in front of the light that it's more dark and you have so much possibilities and um, I had a, I posted something on, on Instagram and a, a guy wrote under my my uh, yes my my photo uh, it's it's Photoshop but the good thing about this was that I have a big role model and it's Stefan Schutzek it's uh, he did portraits 20 years ago what never was able in that time to to achieve as a, as a tattoo and i was there and i didn't expect to to do best of show in this in this uh in this convention but hundreds of people they saw the the keith richards portrait you know they they saw it and won best of show and I posted it and I make hundreds of photos of, of one to two and there is the one photo that's perfect, you know, and I posted that and I, I think it's, it's okay if you put down a little the, the light that it's, it's more dark because if you are in a convention in the hall, it's, everything is bright and the skin is shiny so it's okay for me to, to put down the, the brightness but that's it, you know. And for example, if you adjust a little, a lot of people and every tattoo artist knows that take the, a lot of people they take away the the saturation of the of the tattoo because of the redness because they want to show the impression of the tattoo when it's healed and it's more gray and this is okay for me too but that's it you know and I posted it and there was this this is Photoshop but I was thinking hmm it. Man, why do you write this? Because a lot of people they saw it on the convention, Stefan Schutzek, my big Roman, he saw it. He put it in the show. He grabbed my my customer and and put it in the show. And he he said, put it for best of show. And I was really happy and honored to win this show. But uh, yes, and I I was really shocked about that. And I was uh, talking about uh, Jeremy. Hannah, and I was shocked because I didn't know how to handle, uh, how to behave now because I, I know that uh, there are a lot of people uh, thinking, oh, it's Photoshop or, and, and Jeremy gave me a, a good advice and he said, be offensive, tell them, make, make a video that they see that you cannot, uh, um, uh, um, how, how can manipulate I say it? Or put a filter yes, on. yes, yes, yes. You can cannot manipulate uh, the video. So I posted videos, and then the people they switched. They and I, I, I made a hashtag uh, Photoshop um, uh, what, what, uh, conspiracy and uh, no filter and everything. And I put it under every of my of my tattoos, and uh, suddenly after posting the videos, everything switched. Everything switched because then they saw, wow, okay, hmm, must be real. And that was my was good for me because now no one says, wow, that's Photoshop, you know. And it's, it's sad for me, but uh, for one thing it was good because then I, I was thinking, oh, let's do some more videos and show the people that uh, it's, it's three-dimensional and there is no Photoshop or whatever. So it's hard, but it's okay for me because I know and the people they, that have the for, for me it's much more important that my customer goes out of my shop and he said wow I'm so happy with my tattoo I'm uh, yes th that's important for me and I, I of course I want to present my work uh, to in Instagram or for, uh, on or on Facebook but for me the first thing the most important thing is that my customer is happy with with his tattoo and this is my my goal what i like that you said in there when you were describing um you know the situation is what it led you to was a positive change in yes. your management yes. of your instagram and posting more videos and 
that can be great. You can find something in this possible negative situation where somebody's, you know, criticizing your work essentially um, and shedding a light on it that's maybe not what you want. And you can diffuse it and then you move forward with, oh, well, I learned something. I do need to present my work in this way. So it's cool that, you know, that's the... That's that positive mental attitude thing that I see so many guys that I interview have at the top level of their game. They're, they're able to manage and diffuse these things and, and balance this um, level of work with, um, with life. And, and uh, you know, it's great to see, man. You know, I, it's really exciting for me to, to, you know, know that you got something positive out of that situation. And I was so happy that Jeremy helped me so much. Jeremy, he, he, he had an ear. He, he wrote me and he said, man, don't care about that. And uh, a lot of people, they wrote me, don't care because uh, there are, some people are maybe jealous, whatever. And right. just be offensive. Just say, wow, look at that. And I posted a lot of detailed shots. Yeah. You know, I just posted some the eye or several eyes in one photo to see to show them uh, look at that it's 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 not perfect you know if if you of course if you if you take a photo for example with the iphone it's and you you have a certain distance to the to the tattoo you, it's a little blurry that's really interesting because you don't see the the structure of the skin you see mainly the tattoo, and I, I think this is what we all want to see just a tattoo and not the skin structure, you know. And I think um, there should be a, a photo camera that just goes under the skin and doesn't photograph. And I had so much. The, the, another positive thing was that I had a lot of mails from a lot of tattoo artists that, that helped me, and they said, "Well, may, maybe you can use this for." Uh, in the beginning, or you use um, baby oil to put on. It's like a clear coat, and you have a, you have to have a certain angle. And a lot of good things ha- happened after this uh, incident with the Photoshop conspiracy. And uh, yes, <laughs> yes, it was 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 hard, but now it's it's perfect. You know? Yeah, you have a we have a lot of options too these days. Talking about tools that we can use and stuff like. <laughs> Ink Ease and and those products that you can use the Green Glide, reducing yeah. that you know that redness that in it you know is going to come when you're tattooing. You're puncturing the skin with needles. You're going to get yeah. the skin is going to be irritated, and you can use these products to to reduce that. And it, and it makes yeah. tattooing for longer periods of time and over those yeah. areas a lot easier and a lot nicer. Yeah, yeah, that's so. true. But uh, I I. What I figured out is that, um, and I, uh, yes, I, I had this experience when I was tattooed by Alex Depazi. He made some, he made some breaks. And I think when I started tattoo, when I, I'm starting tattooing uh, an arm, whatever, and the skin is starting to get red, I, I, I stop for five or ten minutes. I let the skin calm down, even if it's more harmful or painful for the for the customer but i uh, for me it's important and i i'm i'm on, i think i'm on a good way that when the portrait or the tattoo is finished it's completely gray and the the skin is not irritated that's my goal at the moment i just want to have the the combination with the with the needles and the machines the softness the hitting of the machine um, in the beginning, I was thinking if I start, yes, tattooing really soft when I adjusted the machines really soft, it's it's better. But I found out that it's better to use it more hard because then the the the, the ink is immediately in the skin, and if you work too soft, you have to go over and over and over. And I think after some years that uh, you have to have a certain feeling in your wrist that makes the that gives you the feeling now the skin is just okay and the, the ink goes in the skin in the right way and you can make the the blendings and the shadings really soft it's it's not everything about the machines and no, to have no. a, 
a soft coil machine and everything. I think it's all about the technique, about your feeling. For example, if you have people like Nico Hurtado, those guys, those big names, they they could have a, a cheap machine, but they can do a perfect tattoo with this because they have the feeling. They know how to handle every machine. And I think when I was tattooed by Ma Matteo Pasqualin some weeks ago, this guy is crazy. He knows how to handle. He sits there and he's smiling and he knows how to handle everything. And he he, he, he doesn't care at all about needles or or crips or everything he just wants to be happy with every kind of, of needle he wants to know how to handle thicker needles smaller needles he just has this certain feeling and i think this is the most important thing to doing just to have this feeling yeah it's, it's the idea of you got to get in those reps you have to the repetition of of doing this of tattooing yep. You know, it takes time, and you see those guys at the at the highest level. They've they've put in hours and hours, and th you know, yes. thousands and thousands of hours doing it. And so, yeah, you get that, you develop that feel. Um, you know, I will say that the you know reducing those variables that you have to play with with a machine that's maybe not tuned, or you know, using a rotary that you know is going to hit a consistent way. Yeah. Once you know the, that feel and you get to that place, using those tools to reduce the variable so you can just focus on that is nice, right? So um, yes. I've been getting in with Kingpin. I've started to use their cartridge system, and I'm using it now um, yeah. exclusively, and I fucking love it, man. You know, using these cartridges, they're super consistent. You can move easily from needle to needle, and yeah. you can set up multiple needles. You know, you yeah. don't have to, if you want... 10 different groupings, you don't have to set up 10 different fucking machines anymore, you know? So I think it's cool that we have these, these, um, new technologies and these great tools that make getting in that flow even easier. Yeah. 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 What do you, for, what are you using for, um, machines and, and are you cartridge system completely? No, I, I was, I was lucky because after half a year of tattooing, I was, I got a phone call by Petra from Stigma and she said to me, because I bought some machines, there was my first machines that I bought, uh, first rotaries, and then we had a good contact, and she called me after half a year, because she's, uh, she's German, and is, uh, her um, husband is a crease, and she called me, and we had a really good conversation, and uh, a good relationship, and after half a year of tattooing, she called me, and I was, I know exactly this day, she called me and she said to me, after half a year of tattooing, she said to me, Ralph, we want to, to sponsor you. And I said, you are crazy. I can give you a, a good name. It's Alex Depaze. You can sponsor him because I'm, I'm just a, a small uh, tattoo, uh, not, not tattooer apprentice that has his shop in the basement of a small village you cannot sponsor me because I'm not interested. And she said to me, we want to show that with our machines, you can be a really good artist in a really short time. And I couldn't say anything about, against it. And I tried to, to, um, uh, to get away from this because I was shocked because I felt really responsible because if they sponsor me, I was, uh, I was feeling that they always sit in my back and they are watching what I'm doing and I have to post this and I have to post that, but I, I still feel as an apprentice and I was, ah, I don't want that, but they, they, she insisted and she said, we sponsor you. And since that time I was, I'm sponsored by stigma and I'm really happy with them because it's a small, small family, but they everybody in this small small family they can rely on each other i can work every day together with them i can help to develop the machines we talk i think one time every two weeks or even at, at the last time because they are developing some new machines we we talk more and there is a lot of good things to come but I still use the normal because they don't have this um, cartridge system. 
And uh, because the problem was when I, if maybe this is interesting, when I was airbrushing, there was the normal airbrush and there was uh, something, I think it's, it was called the Victors was a, a special, not Victus, I don't know the name, but there was an airbrush that could switch the, the nozzle, smaller, bigger, and it was, it, for me, it was not good. I couldn't handle that thing. I, I, I was, was uh, I, I preferred to, to use the normal one. And I, I still think like this because I want to have my needles, I want to have my cribs, and I want to have... Uh, you know, my setup. I don't want to have something like a coil machine because I know I don't know how to handle coils because I think it's a, a, a big field of um, you have to know which spring and which size of or thickness of the spring. I don't want, want that. I just want to focus on my work. And with Stigma, I have, I just can focus. I can make it harder. I can make it softer. And that's it. I can, uh, you know, can adjust the voltage. I can make it faster, smaller, and I can by putting in or pulling out the the crib, I can uh, adjust uh, the the gif. And for me, that's perfect. I just can focus on on my work, and I think this is for me. This is most important. Yeah, it's it's yeah, exactly it's, it's, what I you know what I was saying before is taking these variables out, and so we have a consistent yeah. process that allows us to focus on the yeah. art part of it, you know, expanding that part of it, you know, and what's fun about tattooing, I think one of the aspects that's fun about it is you can have guys that um, the art about it for them is replicating, you know, that image on skin as closely yeah. as possible. And you can have guys that do a, this, a very similar portrait but they're adding different textures, they're adding different layers, they're adding their own flair to it, and they leave that open for themselves to do so. So there's a full gamut of, of what you can do with, with all the variables that we have, and, and we, there's a lot of options out there for, for people. Yeah. I think they have to work through those to really figure out what's right for them. Um, yeah. We should be you know, definitely always open to that kind of stuff, but... Um, we're creatures of habit too, you know. We get into our own little way and and yeah. want to do that and stick to it. Of course. So. But I I think that um, a big a, a good thing for me was that I I come from this painting and for example Alex he's a really yes Alex is a, a big role model and he said to, uh, we were th uh, talking about tattooing and everything and. I think what a machine does, it puts the needle down and it pulls it up. That's what the machine does. And you can adjust this, the give, you can adjust the stroke, you can adjust the, the softness or the hardness and everything. But the main thing that the machine does is putting the, the, the needle into the skin and it pulls it out. That's what the machine does. And I think... A lot of people, they write me on Facebook, they write me on Instagram, they write me emails, they ask about my needle grouping, they ask about the adjustment of the machine. And I was like that in the beginning. In the first two years, I was thinking, oh my God, Bob Tyrell, what does he use? He uses the coil. Which, which spring does he use in front? Which spring does he use in the back? Which amateur bar he uses? And I went crazy about that. But the good thing about stigma was i was i had this i had this sponsorship so i had to to handle those machines and this was the best that could happen to me because if for example another company asked me i had to get uh, i had to handle their machines and i think that was perfect for me just to say i have this machine and I have to get along with this machine and the machine does the needle in and it does the needle out and that's it, you know? And that made it so easy because that took away so much of, of my mind, of my thinking. I was, I was so easy because I was, okay, I have this machine, I have this needle and I have this reference of this portrait and I have to do this on this skin. And this was perfect for me. Then I could say, okay, I know how it heals. After three weeks, it looks like this. When I make it harder, it looks like that. And I found out after I'm still um, 
trying and, 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 and working on my technique, but now I know this machine with this needle and this ink works like this and that's perfect for me and I don't switch because mm. I now know that this setup works like this and then I can focus on putting in details with with uh, round shaders, with single needle, with everything. Now I just can play around with every needle grouping and making textures and this is so nice for me to see I don't care about the machine. Of course, I care about stigma, but I don't care about the machine because I know the machine works and I know that my needles are perfect. I know that my crips are perfect. I know that my uh, uh, color is not... Uh, yes, it's, 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 it's not dangerous for the people. When I was starting tattooing, I was, oh, maybe it's, it's uh, acid or it's like... Uh, poison and I they will get cancer or something like this and now I know that it's everything that I have and I spent a lot of money in buying this uh, needles or that and I threw it away because now I have my setup and I'm happy with it and I just can focus on reproducing yes my, the, the reference on the skin and I think this is the most important thing it's not about it's not everything about needles and machines it's more about to be happy with the the surrounding you know and i think that's what 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 should be more important to to people who start with tattooing that they are happy with what they do and not with uh, if there is a new machine i have to buy it because if the tattoo artist uh if Yes, I don't want to say a name now. If any big artist, they switch because maybe they have a better offer of this uh, company. They 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 switch because they get it for free or they get they get more money or whatever. Or and then they say, oh, if this guy uses this machine, it must be good. And they go away from all of their habits, and you cannot reach your goal. You know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, limiting that, limiting that, those variables. Like I said, man, limiting those variables. You know, it allows you to focus on the art. So, um, but and, and and it fits into that creatures of habit type mentality that we have. So, you know, stay open, but but focus on your tools and figure out what works best for you and be happy yeah. with it. You know, yeah, um, be happy. And yeah. uh, you know, I know health and fitness is something that you're into. Um, you know, I asked on the show that's dropping that dropped last week. Um, that with Matt Jordan, uh, that, uh, you know, people to send in their recipes, hit me up on sullenradio.com. If you go to the question, everything page, you can shoot me recipes, best plant-based recipes. You know, I'm, I'm doing it, man. I have to make a change. You know, sometimes I've been a creature of habit for the last, you know, however many years and yeah. I need to make this change. Um, what do you do to keep you know, you're, yourself healthy and, and, um, you know, taking, it does take a toll, you know, being hunched over somebody tattooing them for seven, eight hours a day and the wrists yes. take a toll. So what do you do, um, that keeps you in shape and, and is that a big part of your life? Mm, it, this, that's a good question because I, I feel I'm 40 now and I was thinking when I switched from the 20s to the 30s I was mm, now I'm old but a lot of people said to me if you are you have the four in front everything will change and that's true because uh, when you I was yeah, when, when I was 31 or two I was yes I went to the gym and everything it was a part of my oh, part of my life but today like I said before I have four children mm -hmm. And uh, my second oldest girl, uh, I have four girls, and uh, she's a gymnast. She um, and she works out three times a week in France. So we have to 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 drive to France, and she's she looks like a small bodybuilder. And I'm I'm not lazy, but 
I I was uh, yes last weeks I was thinking oh my god I don't want to work out I don't want to make some push-ups I but we have everything in the garden we have I don't know the English names of those uh, stuff in 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 the in the gymnastics but I have um um to to make the pull-up bar yes and everything we have everything in the garden because of her and this keeps me going because when I see her and she had ab abdominal muscles like <laughs> like bricks you know and and this pushes me I have to be honest because she's so fit she can make a, a salto and a flick flag I don't know if this is the right word and and I, I feel that pushes me and I'm really happy about that because in the last months I was really not lazy but I went not into the gym and I had some of course you sit there you're focused you have your your neck hurts or your uh, your your back hurts you have to have you have to hold up your arms for three four five six seven hours and uh, I think it's really important to have the the fitness or to have the the food because if you I feel when for example when I start in the morning and I don't eat the right thing I'm not I cannot focus I and even if I don't drink a lot of water I I, I I cannot focus my eyes I, I feel like more blurry and everything so I think it's a, a really big part and I think it should be more and more part in the in the tattooing because it's uh, if you are a formula one driver you have to be fit you have to run you have to to uh, have a certain you have to have certain muscles to to have the g-forces to handle the g-forces and i think uh, it's the same with tattooing to to have a a good back to have a good um uh, shoulder muscles that that you can uh, work for a lot of hours and, and, and to, to, to be healthy. So I, I think it's, 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 it's not the most important thing, but it it's, should be a part of, of, of tattooing or our work that we take care of. Because now I'm 40, but I, I, I want to work a lot of years more in tattooing and I, I don't know how it is when I'm 60, you know? What, what will happen to my back or whatever? So I think it's it's important to to have a, something like a workout every two or three days to to have this fitness. Yeah, I, I definitely think for me personally, it's something that I need. It's I've always been an active person, and um, yeah. it's uh, you know my dogs are fucking barking in the background. <laughs> you know, for me, for me, it's something that is is really important. You know, and not just because. You know, I've had this diagnosis with uh, yeah. and, and having to make drastic changes like, man, yeah. I fucking love meat. You know, like I love a steak uh, and <laughs> barbecue ribs and all that shit. I've eaten it for 40 years. You know, I can't do it anymore, I guess. And so um, I guess there t comes a time everybody has to have their their motivations and their reasons. And um, I would just suggest do something, you know, yeah. whether that's just stretching, walking you know, yeah. whatever it is up, up to, you know, doing some very physical, um, thing that, uh, like a workout, you know, that, that, uh, you do. So yeah, man, it's important. You know, I think you're right. It, it does, it's going to help in, in longevity for, yes, for, a, for an artist. Long, long terms. Yes, of course. Yeah. Cause what, what, but what also keeps me going, but this is my, my main goal is my family. I want to be to be strong enough to to help them as as long as I can, I have to take care of them. And I I think if I drink alcohol or I'm not smoking, I don't drink alcohol. Uh, yes, and, and I think it's I have to to I'm I'm responsible for my family. I have to say okay, I have to stay away from a lot of poison that uh, could have an influence of my life to to not be strong enough for my family to to work every day to to uh, yes to earn money to give them uh, yes an, a home or shoes or whatever yeah. so i think yeah. it's 
it's a big part for me to to stay healthy you know and uh yeah I agree, man. Talk about your, uh, you know, before we go here, man, just talk about your connection, excuse me, with Sullen and how that came about. And then, uh, you know, I know you came over last year and kind of spent some time at headquarters and um, had a good time there. Talk about how that connection happened and then where can people check you out and and if they want to look at more of your work. Yeah. Um, When I I was writing with, with Jeremy, and uh, we had a yes. I think we wrote on. I think we wrote on Facebook, and uh, I yes, we had a yes, a really good conversation on Facebook and everything. And he in the beginning he seemed a really nice guy, and he still is a an awesome person for me. And I he helps me so much. And I now I know what silent family means. You know, because it's really like a family. Even in the in the in the situation with the Photoshop conspiracy, you know, yes, he he helped me so much. He had an open ear and he reacted immediately. And he, I sent him WhatsApp and he wrote back and maybe you should see it like this. And it was crazy. And I we he saw my work and he saw the paintings and he said to me, "I'll send some of your tattoos to Ryan." And I sent uh, yes pictures of my of my paintings and of my of my uh, tattoos to Ryan and he wrote back also and then this is how it, how it started and um, after a while yes uh, they asked me to to do a, a shirt for them a shirt design and I was wow it was amazing for me because. In my area, even in Germany or everywhere that I travel in Europe, every tattoo artist wears a Sullen shirt. When I'm in Portugal, it's crazy because I think in Portugal, every tattoo artist, they have Sullen underwear, they have Sullen socks, they have Sullen bags, they have Sullen caps, they have Sullen shorts. Everything is Sullen in the tattoo industry. And for me, it was crazy because Ralph from the basement in the small village was asked by Ryan and, and Jeremy or Jeremy and Ryan or I don't want to uh, tell anyone's name first because they are equal, for, you know. And uh, um, they asked me to do a shirt for them and I was, wow, it was crazy for me. and. I had immediately an idea for a shirt in, in my mind, so I, I, I started, I took out my, my airbrush and I made the, the reference in Photoshop and I started painting again. And I, I was thinking, okay, I can send it because I want to have a really cool frame for it and everything. And I was, I was a little scared to send it over, so I said to my wife, hey, I will take a flight and I will bring it to them. So I meet them because I, uh, I was I was thinking, okay, it's it's easier, it's safer for the painting, and I know I want to know those guys, and I want to see the headquarter and the gallery and everything. I want to see LA. So I said, okay, let's take a flight, and uh, I, I went there, and I was so. I was so lucky, not yes, lucky and honored because I came there and I entered the headquarter and I gave the painting and Ryan asked me because they did their uh, card deck for the troops, you know, mm-hmm. and he said to me, "Oh, you want to paint?" And I, I said, "What?" And he said, "I have the, the, he was starting to do the painting for the Ace of Clubs," and I was. What he asks me to do to work with him to do this ace of club for the card game with Bob Tyrell with all the big names, uh, Carlos Torres. And I said, Oh, yes, I want to. Started, we sat there, and I uh, he started, and I he, he passed me the board, and uh, I I went on and I gave it back and he showed me some amazing skills with uh, with the charcoal and how he did did the the background and I I learned so much and and Ryan this guy he has such a good eye and he has such big abilities in painting and and 
designing and I was I learned so much in in, in, in that time when I was there and then I did the tattoo for um, for a uh, silent TV and uh, Jeremy asked me to do a small tattoo on his uh, on his belly so yes it was crazy it was such a big impression in one week so I went out of the out of the plane I started we painted two days I painted in the in the hotel I brought it into the headquarter we we went on painting uh, we did the tattoo and uh, did the tattoo on uh, on Jeremy on Saturday then I went home and I was I, uh, reflecting I think for about four or five weeks what happened you know and it was crazy because I was looking at myself when I was thinking, wow, I have the number of Jeremy, I have the number of Ryan. I, it was crazy for me to be a part of this crazy family because they, it was, it was amazing and still amazing for me to, because they, they help each other. And now I know the meaning of this family. I was, Everybody was talking about the journey. Oh, the Salon family! Wow, did you see? He did a shirt for Salon, and and I was I. Now I know what it means, you know, and it's crazy, and it's really like a family, and I feel yes proud to be a part of it. It is exciting to be a part of it, and and I yeah. I feel the same way, man. Proud to be a part of it, and and yeah. um, you know, if somebody wanted to check out your uh, your work, maybe get in touch with you about about coming to get a piece. Um, what's yeah. the best way that they can do that, Ralph? I think the best way is to check my my Facebook or uh, on Instagram. It's uh, Ralph Nomara Tattoo T A two. Yes, they can write me. Uh, there is, uh, I think, one year you have, can make this direct messaging when you pull a picture. Or it's a lot of people contacting me uh, by mail or. By this direct messaging on uh, on on Instagram and yes, I think this is the easiest way to to get in contact. Great man, Rolf. Thank you so much for coming on, dude. I really appreciate it. Had such a great time talking with you and uh, thank man, you so much. thank you, thank you for the insight. It's it's been a pleasure. Yeah, for me the same. Thank you for having me in the show. Okay. Absolutely. And I wasn't kidding about those uh, plant-based recipes, motherfuckers. Send those things to me. Question <laughs> everything on the question everything tab. Seriously. I need to, I need I need options. So <laughs> All right, Ralph. Thank you, man. Okay, thank you. Thank you for listening, everybody. Again, please check out my sponsors, Sullen Clothing. You can find them at sullenclothing.com. Kingpin Tattoo Supply. You can find them at kingpintattoosupply.com. Inkies Tattoo Products, they are at inkies.com, and if you use the promo code SullenRadio, you will get a free sample pack of Inkies products. Do that next time you order at inkies.com, and Black Flies Eyewear, check them out at flies.com. Thanks again for listening, everybody. Keep hustling. Fuck. Almost knocked my shit over. <laughs>